0: Let's move into our wellness corner now. Here on Sound Awake, our time is half past four. Talking our relationship with food. Now, a good relationship with food involves having unconditional permission to eat the foods that make you feel good physically and mentally. Having a good relationship with food isn't something you can achieve overnight. Rather, it's something that you'll likely have to work on your entire life. Our next guest approaches nutrition with the following mantra. When you heal your mind, you heal your body. Whether it's a food addiction, binge eating, a chronic illness, lack of energy, sleeplessness, acne or any other of uh, any of these diseases that appear in our bodies because of stress, wrong nutrition or life happening. The journey to healing any of them starts with the right state of mind. Joining us is Melissa Lane, who is an integrative nutrition, health and wellness coach. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. So, I mean, and we need to talk about this because we are approaching winter. We're eating the fat cakes and the polonies already here <laughs> in the mornings with our cups of coffee. And I like that we're saying that this is not something that you can achieve overnight, having a good relationship with food. It's something you are, you know, in, likely to work on your entire life because we do put ourselves under pressure.
1: Absolutely. And I think the reason why it is such a long journey is because, We have become so disconnected from food, from our bodies, and from what we really need to thrive, and we've been bombarded by diet culture, processed foods, and really well-meaning adults that just wanted to get us full, not have us nourished, because it was really a long journey to get to where we are now. So I think we can't just think that there is going to be one diet or one way, and it's going to solve all of our problems we need to get in touch with our bodies again. We need to connect with nature again. Mm. We need to understand food again. And that will start the whole process for a next generation not to have the same trouble that we had.
0: So where do I uh, know? How can I see if uh, my relationship with food needs some improvement?
1: It's always a funny thing because there are always, we live on a polarity planet, so there is always a flip side. You either obsess about food, whether it's in the health sector or whether it's just obsessing about being on a diet, what you're going to eat next, et cetera, et cetera, or you don't care at all, and that's not good either. There's always a middle ground of having a balanced mindset. Food is part of your life, but food isn't your entire life, but Mm -hmm. you can use food as a tool instead of having food use you. So... Any of those two will always have you just that thing going off of, I I don't have a balance. It's either consuming my mind or I'm not thinking about it at all and I'm just going for whatever I want. There's a little balance in between Mm. and that's kind of where it lies optimally.
0: Okay, so but is it normal then? Because I find sometimes I'll be on a good eating plan. I know I don't have an issue with food, but there are times where I'm just like, I don't feel like, preparing something because it's going to take so much of my time to make something healthier. And I'd just rather just get something that's not as healthy, but I know it's not an everyday thing. Is that okay?
1: That is okay. I think there's a balance with that. I always say I'm still human and I'm still kind of navigating the life that we have now in the society that we're in now. It's about making the best choices for you. Mm. I think when it comes to diet culture, they obsess about your weight, your size, and your shape. And then on the flip side, people start obsessing about food and really nitpicking at every single thing that's in there. But that also generates fear. Mm. And that's why I say your mindset and the way that you feel about food also matters. So if you're in a pinch, get the best option that you can for the energy that you need all the state that you want to be in. We don't think about that. So if you have a long day, don't grab processed food. It's going to drain your energy. If you have a long day, take a little extra time to have something nourishing, something lively that's going to wake up your body and give you what you need that day. But if you're just going to go to bed in a little while and you don't need so much energy, you can still get by with a little something that doesn't contain the best ingredients But at least you're not obsessing over it and you're not adding fear into the mix too.
0: Yeah. So we touched then on what the dangers of diet culture are. You're saying that there seems to be this obsession with weight, with size and with shape, but that's not necessarily what it means to be healthy. Um, Does social media perpetuate this? Should we try and avoid social media when we're trying to get on the right track?
1: I always think social media is a great indicator of where you're at. Social media follows an algorithm that's going to give you more of what you're looking at. So if you are already obsessed with weight, shape, and size, you're going to see more people talking about diets, selling you a product, talking about burning fat, and always being on a weight loss journey. That's not normal. So I think, yes, social media definitely perpetuates it. But it's the same thing going on in homes. With parents saying, I don't want my photo taken. Or I can't go and swim with my kid because I have excess weight according to A, yeah, B, and And these kids or, are listening,
0: hey, when we speak like that.
1: Exactly. So it's not just social media. It's your responsibility every single day. How are you talking about the people with, around you with your friends? Are you talking about the latest diet the whole time? Are you always trying to lose weight and talking about it? Because that is showing you that it's not just social media that's perpetuating it. We're perpetuating it in our kind of smaller environments as well. So we need to look at our inner dialogue. Yeah. Are we under the illusion that we always need to be losing weight? Because we don't. And if you're always trying to lose weight, whatever you're doing isn't working. Um, we all know those people, and it's, it's women mostly, Um, unfortunately, that are always on a diet, always (laughs) on a Monday. There's a new diet and always depriving themselves. That's not a great way to go about life. We need to trust life. We need to live abundantly. We need to allow more in with the faith that everything that comes in is going to nourish you. But that's always your responsibility to understand what you need. So there's this balance in between how you feel, your mindset and what's going on inside of you, and then that will definitely show in what you're going to
0: I celebrate that point that we don't need to deprive ourselves <laughs> and it is Not like all. that you know it's, it's about you know feeling good as well uh, physically and mentally as you say so let's talk about how we apply that then to making sure that we start uh, or you know develop a healthier relationship with food those of us who have identified that we, we need to make those changes what are some of the practical steps
1: the first thing that I always love doing with my clients is I want you to take a piece of paper Write down all of your beliefs around food. What do you really believe about food? It's good. There are certain foods that are good or bad. You can't have a lot of food. Men eat more than women. Um, you, you, whatever your culture was that you grew up in, if you are overweight or if you are underweight, that means that you are healthy. Skinny equals healthy. Whatever comes up, just write it down, good or bad that's going to give you a really great view on where you are going to go when it comes to the choices that you make in regards to food. Because a lot of times our beliefs are the things that hinder us from creating a healthier relationship with food. Next, you need to get back to basics. Mm. And what I mean by that, it is the cliche of every single person in the health industry, but processed foods, excess sugar, vegetable oils, high salt content in food, those types of things are never going to make you feel like the optimal human being that you can be. So you need to get back to eating whole food, getting to know your body's cues, getting back into nature, and then connecting to your inner dialogue. And when you start doing those things, you'll start noticing that your relationship with food will move into a whole new state. And then you can refine from there with supplements, and superfoods, and biohacking, and all of these great things.
0: Mm. How much research will that take? Uh, and, And do you encourage us to do our own research when it comes to understanding food and going back to basics?
1: I really do. I think we've gotten into a habit of putting all of the responsibility of our lives onto someone else, whether it's our doctor, whether it's our therapist, whether it's whoever. And we need to start taking our power back, especially when it comes to health and when it comes to food, because you are always going to be in this body. You're not going to get another body. You can always get another house, another car, another whatever, but you're always going to have this body. So you need to get to know it. And food is always going to be a part of your life. So whether you suffer from a food addiction or you're just stuck in diet culture, Is your responsibility to take some time. And it doesn't have to be every day, but just at least once a week or maybe once a month to just invest a little time into getting to know your body and getting to know food. And it's going to be such an amazing journey because
0: it's always going to be part of your life. Awesome. Let's talk now any upcoming events that you have that listeners can sign up for. Yes, we, we've got a
1: bunch of things on the website. So I do the one-on-one coaching throughout the year, which is great because I help you on a bio-individual level. Mm-hmm. And then we have a great program called the Live it program. I was just tired of people always being on diets, and even the word is so negative, and it just puts out the wrong message yeah. into your whole being, diet. And you're always on a diet. So I wanted to teach people how to live it, how to really just do it once, understand the principles, and then apply it for the rest of their lives. So we have that coming up for the winter round. It's a six-week program. And then later in the year, we're looking at having a couple of meet and greets, workshops, and retreats here on the farm so that people can get out of the city, disconnect a bit, come and stay here, recharge, and really take the time to work on their relationship with their bodies and with food.
0: That's awesome. So uh, how do people connect with you then?
1: They can find me on all social media platforms. Someone who's not going to tell them that their body is not good as it is. Um, (laughs) At Melissa Lane, L-A-I-N-N. And then you can find me on my website. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. You can really find me anywhere. And I love connecting. So if someone has any questions, they're more than welcome to send me a DM Or an email, I really like building a community because I think we need that. We need to talk to each other so that we reprogram our minds in regards
0: to foods and our bodies. Absolutely. I love all you stand for. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. Do enjoy your day. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great one. Thank you. We appreciate it. Melissa Lane, Integrative Nutrition, Health and Wellness Coach, talking to us in our Wellness Corner today about our relationship with food. I love that. It's actually you don't need to deprive yourself. Just find the right healthy balance.